You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hi, Spots and Cheap Pops! Folks, we are going to get right into the episode right now. This is actually from our pre-production meeting when story broke about Eric Bischoff, and we're going to get into the Friday Night Ratings. I am super excited. We have the Impaler here. Let's go back and see our production meeting. I had some choice words for Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff said, quote, when he tweets like this, he comes off as a dirt sheet writer. (laughs) Eric Bischoff, he is a 20th of the wrestling executive that Tony Khan is. Um, you know, listen, man, like Bischoff to go that route with him, that like, Bischoff has, is like literally living vicariously through Tony Khan at this point, almost like we all are. So he needs to like cool his jets. You know what? When I was a giant fan, I still am a giant fan, but when uh, the Eagles were playing the Patriots, I was rooting for the Patriots because I hate the Eagles that much. Right. And I was rooting for Tom Brady, who I hate very much. I hate at the time. I hated. Now I have a lot of respect for the guy, and, um, well, and I can't complain. Man. But so I think Eric Bischoff. It sounds weird because I know him and I listen to his his podcast. He's a liar. You can hear it through his. Oh, I don't remember that. He stutters over his words when he doesn't want to answer something that might not get him a gig later in this business. I mean, if you really examine Eric Bischoff's career in professional wrestling, you you take out NWO. Is anybody telling me that this guy would have made a dent in this industry and anyone being talking about him? You'd see him on Dark Side of the Ring for blowing too much coke back in the mid-90s when he couldn't get WCW off the ground if the NWO didn't come to pass. So, and let's be honest, he had all that talent. He had a ton of talent, and he had the hottest angle, and he blew it within three years to company went out of business. So Eric Bischoff does not have the authority to tell Tony Khan to do jack shit. Dude, please, can we talk about what you did when you came back to WCW? Can we talk what you did when you went to TNA? Come on, buddy. The respect is good, you're there, okay? But you're not even fucking Vern Gagne. You were getting that dude coffee. So Bischoff, you got lucky, and you're milking the NWO to this day about those 83 weeks. Congratulations. But you are not even in the stratosphere of what Tony Khan has already accomplished. So mind your P's and Q's, sir. And Conrad Thompson, maybe cut a couple liars off of that group of people you're interviewing every week because there's two of them in particular that you can just tell when you listen to them, they're just disingenuous. And if they don't remember, that means they're lying. Hi, Spots and Cheap Pops! And what a Monday afternoon evening this is! This is Silicon Steve Alley. On the other side, we have my friend, the Impaler himself, Vlad the Impaler. Vladdy Dottie, how you feeling on this fine Monday evening, sir? I'm doing great, Mr. Valley. We are on the uh, edge of something special uh, in terms of uh, what we're going to discuss tonight. It's historic. And uh, it's one of those in pretty cool moments that we all sort of waited for, and it happened. So, without further ado, Mr. Valley. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know this, if you did not see the news, if you've been under a rock, you certainly would not see it on WWE television, and jerk-off Ryan Satin would certainly not tell you this either. However, 
The ratings have come in and head to head from 10 p.m. to 10.30 on Friday evening, AEW beat, AEW Rampage beat WWE in the key 18 to 49 demographic, 328,000 viewers to 285,000, a difference of 15%. AEW SmackDown, their B show, their second show, which has been drawing between 500 and 700,000 consistently since it's been on the air, except for one episode with CM Punk's debut, beat SmackDown head to head. SmackDown, of course, was uh, disseminating from FS1. So that is a big reason for it. We know that is the big reason for it. That is the reason for it in terms of the reality. But Let's go back and examine the events that led up to this really stupid, embarrassing egg on face moment for WWE. Started last week, WWE said, all right, we're going to go to FS1. It started a week and a half ago, right before uh, they actually, I believe they announced it on SmackDown of the week before. We're going to be on FS1 next week, folks, because the day, I think it was the Major League Baseball playoffs. We're going to go on FS1 to 10 o'clock. But good news, because our shows are so great. The five hours we're giving you every single solitary week is so good. We're going to throw an extra half hour just for the fuck of it. Probably so you get that banger 15-minute Happy Corbin pro, uh, segment over, probably. But anyways, they decided to go on FS1, go to AEW. And we talked about it last week from Paler. They did it to her to AEW. And I didn't think AEW was going to win. You thought it was a possibility. And so before we get into the Roman Reigns, we'll talk about what we were talking about last night before we go into what Roman Reigns' comments were. You said this was a possibility. I didn't think it was. I thought that SmackDown would beat them, actually. It would be might be close in the demo, but I thought overall it would be pretty much a, a SmackDown beating. Why did you think otherwise? Um, I thought this was going to be a tough win for WWE, mainly because of the switch to FS1, of course. And really what it comes down to is the psychology of it. So many people get Fox, uh, the Fox channel for free or like through like the most basic, you know, uh, packages basically. Right. So therefore it's more accessible. Then there's a certain level of people that don't actually have cable, don't have, or, know where the FS1 specifically is on their cable guide, being older people, the olds, as MJF might call them. And basically, so they can't really follow. And even I had to say to myself, I'm like, oh, wait a second, FS1, I don't even, I I didn't even recall if I ever ever really turned that channel on myself. So I'm like, I had to look it up. And then I went and recorded it that way. So Right there, I'm like, there's a little bit of a process here. That's what I was thinking. And I'm like, some people aren't going to do it. I'm just going to assume that it wasn't on. And hey, I'll watch baseball instead. So you had the built-in competition on their home channel, which, of course, is a disadvantage. So I'm like, you know what? More people are accustomed to watching Rampage on TNT, which everybody, every old knows what channel, knows what a channel TNT is on, Right. So therefore, you had the olds watching TNT and Rampage as well. And it, it just it, it was a perfect storm. And you know what? You did the whole almost like you, you almost enacted egg on the face moment, like when you said that term. And it really is for Vince because 
as I thought, this might be a loss. Vince just assumed that it would be a win. He's underestimating them. And underperformed. And now Fox is looking at him like, you guys just got beat by the competition. And Vince, the ultimate marketer, the the most like, like the greatest hype man in the industry, couldn't make that. Those people changed to that channel. That says something. So that was what I was thinking about mainly as far as where Vince and WWE might be in trouble. And it happened. They got beat. Demo, like, because the reason that we care about the demo, folks, because for the ratings, I really don't care. Personally, I do not care about these ratings. AEW is successful enough to continue to go in business. That's all I cared about because I knew they were going to produce good professional wrestling. I just wanted them to be successful enough to continue. And whatever I get is gravy because it's the best professional wrestling we've had in 20 years. But I did argue this. I thought they were going to lose, but I argued that I don't think Rampage's ratings are going to be big. Vince's thing is he was going to, he thought a bunch of people love WWE and just switch over to the wrestling show because it's wrestling. He thought he was going to take 100,000, 200,000 viewers off of that show. That's what he thought. And I said, I don't think it's going to impact them because anyone who's watching Rampage is probably a a pretty big AEW fan. They're watching Rampage at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. And that means they're diehards. That means those people are the ones that are going to be watching AEW no matter what. Vince can have Jesus Christ come out and help. And, and honestly, and he can help Bobby Lashley beat Goldberg because you know how Vince likes to have uh, deities help people win. He's not killing them, killing him, beating him. Um, you know, to me, I think it, that, that's a very telling story. AEW fans, yeah, they do have diehards. And that is my segue I want to bring up. Somebody brought that word diehards up. And we have a, a, and it is my buddy, Roman Reigns. And then we travel on to Thursday. Roman Reigns had an interview with the, with Complex. And the interview, Roman was, I thought you could take it two ways. Was Roman in character here a little bit, being the head of the table? Was it kind of both? But he threw a lot of shade. And we're going to show the graphic up, and you guys can read along. And I'm going to do my best Roman impersonation. He's older now. I haven't really seen a full match. I've seen a clip or two, and to me, a step or two has been lost. Then also, he got his, he got his whooped in the UFC. I don't think anybody really believes someone 200 pounds soaking wet with no explosive bone in their body could ever really do anything to me. I'm 6'3", 265 pounds, a legitimate athlete who can throw some weight around and has been on the gridiron at the highest level. D1, all ACC. I probably would have maintained in the NFL if my health issue didn't happen when I was 22. <laughs> I could have been one of the greats, man. I could have been the head of the table, man. Football, man. Failed NFL player. Just like, I mean, not for nothing. Their whole family's kind of like, even The Rock, right? None of them really were ever good enough to be in the NFL, right? 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 No, oh, man. I'm just saying, if there was been an Anawahi who had a, who had a successful NFL career, please step forward, because I know all those motherfuckers tried to. Yeah. They all tried to. I, I think Roman is indicating that he would have been successful if it wasn't for having um, leukemia. Yeah, well, 
if I was, if I didn't have uh, an, an affinity for eating sweets and pizza and burgers, I'd probably not be fat and gotten laid before 20. Probably not the same thing. Bad analogy. Terrible. Yeah, leukemia is a bigger deal. All right. Well, I good Roman. See, I don't want to get into a point where I'm shitting on Roman, by the way, because obviously I don't think what he's doing right now in WWE, I don't think anyone has ever. Yeah. God bless him. If he, had, if he wasn't doing this, then if he wasn't doing what he was doing, where would WWE be? The biggest, so he basically shat on CM Punk. And he also said that he looked up and down that whole roster. He said, I'll throw all them out the club. I don't know if he was referring to the Bullet Club or the or the regular club with AJ Styles, but he essentially said, I'll throw them out the club. Saying that that whole roster, he can just toss around. They're all a bunch of bitches and he can beat them all up. Yeah. So that happened. Tony Khan tweeted in kind to the to them just even going up against them. And he said, I see that you were, I see that you were. Going up against me, you guys bring it on. That's going to be important later. So Tony Khan already acknowledged it, and he said he's ready for this fight. And then we know that Tony Khan also start booked a buy-in that had a match that many people are calling a money of the year candidate for no, because he already had them probably maybe not that match booked, but they already had a show, a dark show booked. And so Tony Khan said, "Okay, we're going to put Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson on that." That probably hurt their demo more than WWE hurt their demo in that ten to ten thirty. Clearly, since AEW actually did fifteen thousand uh, people more than last week, which is the big deal, they actually improved. So the whole point of what Vince wanted to do backfired completely. That part of it, just that part of it. So. We move over to the weekend. The, the weekend happens. Roman Reigns. Well, let's go from 10 to 10.30. We have Roman Reigns and Brock are scheduled to do the contract signing last half hour. At 10 o'clock, they have Big Time Becky. Is that her new name? I think so. Is that the generic heel that someone in that household came up with this time? All right. Generic heel, obnoxious, shitty dresser. Bang. Oh, we both got that, honey. Oh, yay! Same fucking gimmick. Jesus Christ. I'm on fire right now. So, big time Bex and the boss, guess they were big time because that old dude who lost a step or two and doesn't have an explosive bone in his body, who used no less than three body slams in his match against recently released NXT hand Bobby Fish to open the show. And folks, that was the beginning of the end of WWE. That match lost handily. I'm talking about Sasha Banks and Becky lost handily to CM Punk Bobby Fish. And then the last segment of WWE was Roman and Brock and Paul Heyman against a big match. One of the biggest matches you'll ever see. Allie the Bunny against ruby so how big was it whoa wait i mean this is probably at least within the top 50 women's matches they're gonna have this year top 50 easily top 50 important match in the women's division this year it's not massive it's a monumental in fact what it did was vlad i don't know if you know this and we'll get into dynamite later um it actually set up a bigger feud between penelope ford and ruby soho so that's how big this was. We're going to have Penelope Ford and Ruby Soho, who, by the way, I'm actually really excited about that. 
come on, they're two mid-carters in their women's division on the B-show going up against arguably the two biggest active stars in WWE, Brock and and Roman Reigns, with Paul Heyman, the greatest advocate ever, on screen, head-to-head, and similar to Rocky and Apollo Creed in Rocky 1, except there was no winner declared here. Both draw .24 in the... 18 to 49 demo, Roman and Brock, a draw against the buddy and Ruby Soho. That's how you need to be. Get that traffic up. That's a need to move there, buddy. Need So, as we know, what happened there after Friday and over the weekend, before those, those results were announced, a, it was reported that the, that Raw, I'm sorry, SmackDown had beaten the, uh, Rampage in the ratings by a fairly good amount, but not as big as WWE. And there were rumors that WWE was disappointed. And then midday today on Monday, the numbers come out. But before that, a little shade on Roman by uh, one of the new members of America's Top Team, one of the new members of AEW. Um, Santos came out and called Roman out on Twitter saying he can he can tell me what the address of the club is and he can try to toss him and his little brothers out of the club. So basically this MMA legitimate MMA heavyweight champion just said, Roman, you better watch yourself, buddy, because we know as my, we, we can go there all day, but Santos would beat the living shit out of the failed NFL player that is Roman Reigns. So there's that. So that happens. And then we find out today, WWE and AEW, once again, the numbers will show them again. And we'll show them right here again. 328,000 to 285,000 rampage over the premiere show on a go-home episode to that Saudi Arabia WrestleMania that they like to have called Crown Jewel. The go-home episode loses to that t-shirt company, pissant company. And the only reason that they were even in competition because Vince thought they were going to go in there, hurt them, show them who's boss. This was the equivalent of a bully walking into a yard, seeing a little kid, not even the guy you have a beef with, his little brother. I'm going to take that motherfucker's lunch money. Well, that little guy, instead of just giving him his lunch money, looked up. Hit and square in the balls, ran out of the yard, and you know what? In everyone's eyes, he won the fight. We know FS1 was the big was the reason, but it was a completely uncalled for, un- unnecessary battle. Vince tried to be a bully, and this bully just got laid out and embarrassed in front of everybody. And Roman Reigns said some things that definitely take exception to. I didn't have a problem with it, but you know who did have a problem with it, Mister Impeller? Who's that? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He wasn't so mad about what he did say. He was more mad about what Roman didn't say. There were reports, Wrestle Talk reported over the weekend. Vince and Roman had to be separated because they were arguing so precipitously, so passionately about if Roman should have buried AEW even more. Wow. Oh, yeah. Vince thought Roman should have been more over the top shitting on AEW. 
I don't know the specifics, but Vince, before these ratings came out, was pissed off. Now that the ratings came out, how does Roman look here? Roman looks like a doofus. And now the pressure is up because Roman Reigns, the needle mover, the guy who calls everybody out for not being able to move the needles, just lost his own segment on a go-home show to a pay-per-view, just lost to his competition's B-show against two mid-card women. That happened, Roman. And now everyone's going to start to question if you're good enough to carry the company against competition. Everyone's going to start to question. You like to put your name in with your rock. You like to put your name in with Hogan. You like to put your name with Stone Cold. Even Cena. They were able to beat the competition when the pressure was on and it was turned up to 125 degrees. So far, you're not looking too good. And I have always questioned if Roman's character is going to have the depth, if this character is going to have the depth to sustain over three, four, five years. I don't think it does. I still don't think it does. And you want to talk about how much of a needle mover he is. Oh, we got to get, all right. So AEW, they're not competition. They're not competition. They're not competition. All right. When are we doing that Long Island show? Oh, we're doing it in the end of June, end of uh, November, sir. All right. Why, why can't we do it in the beginning of mid-November? Oh, AEW is going to be there. Oh. All right, well, hopefully our, well, our ticket sales will definitely beat them. You know what the ticket sales are right now, Mr. Impeller? Uh, I know AEW is selling more tickets and that WWE has started slashing prices of their tickets so they would sell more tickets. You're exactly right. But there's more of this story, sir, and I'm getting so hot. Take it off. So beautiful. Take, take it all off. How much of a goddamn mark and, and, and a homer do I look up at AEW right now? I appreciate that. So I just want to show off my new tattoo. Um, says nipple play, by the way, everybody. Nipple play. All I do is bang a Chinese woman and we'll be fine. Or man, whatever. I don't care. Um, so the numbers now, the latest numbers as of Monday morning, AEW has sold more than 7,000 tickets for this Long Island show. Would you like to hear how much WWE has sold? Well, let's start with WWE before Roman. Before Roman was announced. Uh, this is a running at Raw on the 29th of November. They were just over, I believe, 15 or 1,400 a couple weeks ago. So that's almost, if you're doing math, almost five times less than, than AEW. Then they announced Roman Reigns to be there. And listen to the needle movie. You're talking about a guy who loves to move the needle. Oh, oh my God. Oh, the needle, the needle. This is Roman's needle, everybody. That's what he wants you to think. But it, Raw, that Raw that he was booked for, long in advance, just because the ticket sales are so bad, they throw Roman down there. That'll get ticket sales up. They sold about 150 more tickets. That's it. So a week later, they're still selling tickets. AEW still has two or three times more sold. Now they have slashed the upper deck tickets in half. Roman, you do not move the needle. This myth is now over. All you did was, with this bullshit you professed the last couple of weeks, all you did was is put a spotlight on yourself and you just failed. You failed getting butts in the seats for that Monday Night Raw. You failed getting eyes on your product on Friday night. Now, you better have a damn good match with Lesnar, and you better have a damn good plan storyline-wise moving forward, because now 
people are going to be trying to go after you. In my estimation, Roman has been getting a pass on a lot of the stuff that, oh, he's great, he's great, he's great. Well, now that he's saying this stuff, people are going to be nitpicking a little bit more. You know what? Like, on that note, I'll say, even what are they going to nitpick? Like, it's he's he and Heyman are still the, by far the best thing on the show. Like, there's no alternative. So, what they need is a face to make it more dynamic to go against them, but they don't have any good faces that aren't old and just like retreads, you know, just uh, Brock, the Cena's, the Rock in the future, you know. I mean, that's going to happen in two WrestleManias. So they have a two year plan with this guy, man. Yeah, but they don't have enough filler between here and Rock. Well, you're going to get the Drew McIntyre's now. You're going to get, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there with you, proverbially. <laughs> uh, not physically. But basically, uh, yeah, like they're going to start mixing it up a bit. And that'll be it, man. But go on. Yeah, I just, uh, I get what you're saying totally. And, uh, but like what's the alternative like more more uh more parent corbin I mean, I no no i'm not saying it. no i'm not saying it from the wwe perspective yeah but i'm talking about from all the outsiders perspective because if we haven't noticed anything the internet wrestling community oftentimes dictates the narrative of the fan and wwe for example clearly clearly tries to listen to it but they only but it's selective you know, you get what I'm saying? No. Now people are going to say, okay, Roman, if you are, because look, is Roman the best thing going right now? Yeah. But he's not talking about being the best thing going right now. He's talking about being an all-time great. He's talking about being the greatest of all time. He's talking about putting himself at that level. We talked three weeks ago about how much of a needle mover he was and how much merchandise he's selling. Guy's not selling tickets. And the guy didn't get anyone. The guy didn't get enough people to watch your product. If he was interested, I guarantee you, Stone Cold Steve Austin was on FS1. Motherfuckers would have tuned in. If John Cena was on FS1, motherfuckers would have tuned in. Roman, you're not them. You're not that guy. You're not the guy. You've not been an island of relevance. You've been an island of reality in an ocean of diarrhea. Oh, keep flowing, dude. Go ahead. I can edit anything, man. Keep going, dude. I, one like, of the, uh, I think one of the mistakes they're making is actually trying to compete in similar towns to AEW. Like, uh, if I were considering you're coming in out of like the post, like a post-COVID economy here, right? People are starting to kind of get back to work. They're still getting some assistance here and there. It's it's like one of these things, and it's a strange time. So every dollar is a little bit more is not a every dollar is sort of scarce at the moment and what they're doing is like trying to bite into the same like markets that AEW is going to if i were them if AEW is going to what's the show that they're competing it's the one at long island right were they competing you're on mute oh were they competing what do you mean with who yeah with those two arena shows Oh no, they weren't. What do you mean by competing? Like uh, they're like they're 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 going. Well, they did New York. Well, they, well, they did New York. So they did Madison Square Garden. 
the lake. What's the upcoming one? It's Long Island. The one's Long Island, same exact spot. Okay. The LBS, I think it's the uh, UBS or LBS uh, arena. It's a brand new venue, and AEW is selling them three to one. Right. So AEW, because their fans are happy, their fans are excited. And if I were, if I let me just get back to my point though, but like I would WWEs if, if like AEW is going to Long Island, I'd still want to go to a big like like good wrestling city and still go and do a show there. For instance, I go to Chicago. Give them some wrestling. They'll buy up the tickets, you know, if AEW's not in town. So why well, I think... Doing, like, yeah. So why would you, like, you know, like, I would I would go and start, like, going and, and tour in different cities versus, like, trying to, like, going right off of AEW's coattails, you know? Well, I think what they're doing, Val, in Paler, what we were seeing, we talked about it before, he doesn't get that hardcore fans really love this. And his fans aren't hardcore anymore. No, they have a they're a they're, look. I've made this comparison more than one occasion. WWE is Katy Perry, right? WWE is Justin Bieber. WWE is pop music. You're gonna listen to it. Whatever they put out there, you're gonna listen to it. Doesn't matter if it sucks or not. You're gonna listen to it, and if it's catchy enough, you're gonna think it's good because that's all you know because it's all you watch. If you're a WWE guy. It will last for 10 or 15 years. WWE has not had, it's been so long since Vince's head competition and he's been infueling this entire time. He's, I'm the God of pro wrestling. Everything I am, I, I run this shit. He, he did. He did. No one's ever going to have the power in professional wrestling that Vince McMahon, or at least no one will ever have the power and abuse it as much as Vince McMahon did. Right. But those days are over. It's 3.30 in the morning on the party that is Vince's WWE. And until he is gone, it's not going to change. And he, and he doesn't understand. If he doesn't acknowledge that they're competition yet, he has to now. And if he doesn't, and he's not looking at this Long Island show, he's got to say, okay, Houston, we do have a problem. It's time to acknowledge it. Imagine if he's a Fox News, Fox News, or a Fox vice president, executive season. Hey, what do you think about AEW now? They're not competition. Is he going to look a Fox executive, a millionaire Fox executive in the eye, who probably is already like, this dude sucks now. What happened to him? Who's looking at Vince, and Vince looks him in the eye and still says that they're not competition? No. Now Vince is going to start losing the faith of the people that matter, and that's the people who give him money. He totally acknowledged him. He went against him in FS1. It's like, it's acknowledged, man. Like He doesn't know, but not verbally. What do you mean, he himself? Well, he he and Roman and Ryan Satin, jerk off Ryan Satin, they have all consistently said AEW is not competition. So if AEW is not competition, that's my point. It's disingenuous and it's a lie because they tried to hurt them. And every time they've tried to hurt them with NXT or now in SmackDown, holy shit, you, it could not have gotten worse if you're Vince McMahon and whatever other idiot that thought that, that either one was a good idea. Because both ideas have been terrible. All-time horrible, horrible ideas in WWE history. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no, it was just that point of, like, you know, getting back to the thing. I, I would just, like, if I was coordinating travel for them, I'd be looking at different 
wrestling cities that are good, like Boston, Philly, Chicago, New York, um, Atlanta. Um, you know what? Like Vegas, stuff like that. LA, here and there. But but cool. like be away. Yeah, but that's if, yeah, but that's if they really thought that they weren't going to beat them these times. They thought NXT was beating AEW or hurting them enough to where they were. It's going to stop them. And he thought that this was going to embarrass AEW. Vince has now, this is what I'm talking about. The guy doesn't pay attention to details. He doesn't know what's going on. And I'm not saying this because I want to shit on WWE. Again, there's much respect to what Vince McMahon has meant to this business. But the guy, quite frankly, is an embarrassment at his job now. And he's hurting his company now more than helping. Unless there's somebody else making these calls. Unless there's someone else pulling, because it, whoever made this decision 10 to 10.30, it was a jerk-off move that made you look like an idiot and made you look like a bully. And all it did was is ensure that everybody knows now that AEW just punched you right in the face. Now what are they going to do? Yeah, how about this for an idea, man? If they want to do another jerk-off move. If I was the Fox executive that signed them to this multi-million thing, I would go and say to Vince, billion. Towers, you know, a billion, I'm sorry, billion dollar thing. And I would go and say to Vince, hey, you know what? Your SmackDown will be on Fox from, what is it? From eight o'clock till 10 o'clock, right? And then you're going to add a third hour of SmackDown on FS1 to go and compete directly with Rampage. And we need to see what you're going to do. Oh, Yeah. That's a great point. This could have been an experiment. And they, they could say, you know what? You, you, Vince, if you want to go and earn another contract, you better start beating the competition. Well, th- well then I'll, take that, I'll take that a step further, Impaler. And this is Silicon Steve Alley, where high spots, cheap pops. I'll take that a step further. Maybe this was a chess run because there were rumors about a third hour. Well, if WWE does... But would it surprise you if they try to do a third hour now? I mean, they just got their clock clean. Do they want to do this every single Friday night? AEW, in my opinion, because then, I mean, honestly, all Tony Khan would have to do is then start making start making Dynamite or Rampage a two-hour show themselves. They can go 9 to 11. I mean, Tony Khan, if that's what WWE is going to do, I, I guarantee you, after this, I don't think WWE will be so quick to compete against AEW because – now there's no certainty that they're going to win. Well, Vince, everybody loves an underdog, and Vince would be the <laughs> be the underdog, man. So <laughs> Not really, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But, but that's the thing. And Vince is – and that's the problem with Mr. McMahon is that he doesn't – he tried to be a jerk-off both times to hurt the competition. He tried to be a bully. He tried to grab your competition by the throat and squeeze his life out. Just like he did everybody else in the 80s and 90s. He tried doing the same thing. But it's, it's honestly, it, it would, it's, it's reminiscent of watching an old man. An old man who used to run the streets, comes back when he's 76, and he sees the big guy on the block, and he tries to be tough, and then he just gets punched in the face and it's over. I mean, that's what Vince is looking like right now. They have a swagger of a world heavyweight champion, but they're not that good. And now, and they're handling the situation is really poorly. 
I mean, Roman looks like a bigger idiot. And then, and if he did exactly what Vince wanted, he would have looked like even more of a bigger idiot. And I really do believe the pressure is going to be on Roman Reigns now for carrying this company because I guarantee Vince always blames the, the, you can let's talk about Kevin Nash. You can talk about Bret Hart. There was always questions that they could really, really draw. And that was the problem with Vince had, even though Shawn Michaels didn't draw a dick either. But anyway, um, Vince really holds that person accountable if things aren't going well. And Roman, this Roman Empire, ironically, wasn't Rome that top power before the Roman Empire crumbled? What was that? What about the, the Roman Empire? Well, if this Roman, this WWE essentially is the Roman Empire. Yeah, right. It's ironic. And it's about to fall. Yeah, and and um you know, like figuratively, it's Roman Reigns, but really, it's Vince who's really being is at the crossroads right now. I mean, this is probably his last television contract that he's going to be involved in to have a say. <laughs> if you're Fox right now, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! So uh, uh, yeah, Vince. Uh, just reading some Twitter right now, and apparently th- this uh, show on TNT was a wrestling program, and they beat you in the the ratings, the demo that we need. Yeah, but uh, we were. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Vince says in this situation, yeah. because at the end of the day, yeah. the emperor has no clothes. He's the problem. Well, that's the thing. The pressure's on him, and now they have. He has bosses in basically the network that he's dealing with like he's pretty much like if you think about it he's always got the peacock network and usa like no matter how much usa wants to like put their chest out and like bow up bow up to vince mcmahon they know that he gives them content and always has right so he doesn't have to worry about that but the fox thing is really intriguing because as you've mentioned you have Tony Khan. He's the connection to Jacksonville Jaguars. It's an NFL sort of family. Hey, you know what? Their things, their wrestling's cooler. It's getting more ratings. Let's put it on our free TV. And all of a sudden, you know what? The uh, the uh, super clicks out there on Fox <laughs> Friday nights, and it's like an it's a cool event. It's like hey, and they're going to become even larger then. That's Absolutely. Really and that could be like the death knell if WWE doesn't have a hostile takeover. Really. And, and and here's the thing, too. It's like if you get somebody open-minded and actually utilize the talent on WWE, they can definitely compete with AEW. But Vince gets in the way. Bruce Pritchard is getting in the way. John Laurinaitis is always in the way. So That's a good idea, boss. Yeah, it's Vince and his yes men have to be removed. This is like they they need a coup d'état. Folks. <laughs> no, they need Vince, they need Vince to have a heart attack. Wow. That's a hot take, Mr. Valley. Well, work for we work for getting Triple H out of there for a little while. Triple H is gonna bust in those doors like uh <laughs> Like Che Guevara and take it over. He's going to be like, Vince, it's the game's game. 
You know, it's funny. If you remember that that, that storyline when CM Punk uh, left the won the WWE Championship and left, quote unquote, left when he just resigned her a contract uh, with that, after the pipe bomb. Uh, they did a spot where Triple H came out and told Vince that there was a vote of no confidence and you're out. That's literally going to have to happen for WWE to pull themselves. I'll tell you what, Tony Khan is in a position, do they do a counter-strike? And I have two ideas. And let me tell, let me know what you think. First idea, if WWE is going to do this shit, holy shit that they've done, and now that you just threw a, a, a knockout, knockdown blow, not a knockout, but a knockdown blow, you won round one or round two. They won round one if you count the NXT thing. Does Tony Khan start saying, okay, now they want to play bullshit games. I'm going to run during the NFL offseason. I'm going to run quarterly shows a la Clash of Champions WCW Monday nights on TBS. In the winter, spring, and summer. Just to have one pay-per-view, mega pay-per-view event. I'm talking about you have Kenny, you know, you have the tight titles on the line, a pay-per-view caliber event for free on TBS once every three months. Just to say, fuck you, Vince. What would that do to Raw? Imagine a paper, just, just to show you, Vince, what I'm going to do, what I can do to you. Now, I'm not going to take you out, but once every three months, I'm going to show you just what I could do because of what you try to do to me. Tony Khan? Yeah. Um, you know, If they went and capitalized on that Monday in between, because they would have the nation's attention with nothing else going on. And you're taking and you're taking content away from WWE show with the we're trying to get the Royal Rumble, getting WrestleMania season underway. If I was Tony Khan, I would go and have that show in the same city that the Super Bowl was in. And it's not like he doesn't have the fucking connections of the NFL. I would totally do that, man, because then it's filling time and, and, and it would always be on Fox. So they would love it no matter what. If they have the Super Bowl or not, people are going to watch that. I think it's a brilliant idea. That would be the first one of the year. They can do it this year. And then they can do it in April, which is the beginning of April, which is enough. It'll be, it's like once in between the pay-per-views. You got one in early Jan- you got one in the end of January, and then you got your pay-per-view late February. You got your one, you, then you got your t- the TBS show on Monday night in, in April, and you could do another one in January. Why not? Why not do it against the WWE Go Home show? Because your place not an every week, it's not an every week show. You can if you have a good rating. If you don't, okay, we'll get them next time. Something better, whatever the hell they have on there now, whatever. If Rush Hour 2 is going to do on a TBS on an 8 o'clock on a Monday night, like what's, you know, so t- t- Tony Khan could really go after WWE and really start hurting them if he wanted to. Now he's in a position. He's in a position now to go on the offensive attack because of how stupid WWE has been with NXT and now this past Friday night. Because now it's proven that Tony Khan is competition. And now he can go after the shit show, the dumpster fire the last year and a half, probably, but definitely since this entire year, that Raw has been. It's been a dumpster fire. Imagine AEW putting a show up against that. I mean, please. They're lucky. Vince McMahon is lucky Tony Khan is an NFL owner. Because Raw would be off the air in a matter of years. 
Yeah, what'd you say? Vince McMahon is lucky that Tony Khan isn't? Is. No, he's lucky he's an NFL owner because if he wasn't, Tony Khan wouldn't have any qualms about going up against him on Monday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got now, it. I don't think he would have done it initially because that's stupid. That's what TNA did. That was dumb. Another brilliant Eric. Because Eric Bischoff's such a brilliant wrestling executive. That's quite hard how good Eric Bischoff is. Nobody I think he called Eric Bischoff an idiot 1,472 and 47 times. He's an idiot. He didn't know what to do with me. He's an idiot. Eric Bischoff, idiot. Ah, useless. Wasted sperm. Yeah, he's the shits. He's terrible. What else, Brad? Fucking idiot. Did I mention that? <laughs> fucking idiot. What do you think about Bill Goldberg, Brad? He's fucking dickhead. I respect Bill. I like Bill. He's a good guy, but... Shouldn't be fucking wrestling. Kicked me in the head and wound my career. Really fucked my life up. All right, Brad. How else is things? Oh, you know, I have my whole entire life taken from me because some idiot kicked me in the head. And the only reason I was in that stupid company because I got fucked over by a scumbag named Shawn Michaels and a liar named Vince McMahon. I'm fine, though. Everything's fine. Hey, Brad. Bill Goldberg's getting $3 million a match right now, and I, my career is cut short of 42. Cool. Hey, Brad. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey uh, tell me about the bear that lived under your uh, under your uh, steps. Uh, it doesn't matter. I had millions of dollars that I was guaranteed, and I lost all of it. Does it fucking matter? Bear was great though. He was better wrestler than Bill Goldberg, whatever it was. <laughs> he's the shits. Oh, he's the shits. Not a tough. No, not really a tough guy either. He's not a tough guy. I don't you know. And Triple H, piece of shit. Not a good wrestler. Piece of shit. I never saw him do anything great. Never. <laughs> ask Kisser. How many times do you think he took it in the mouth from Vince? Just asking. I can do bitter Bret Hart all day. I love it. I watched about three after, you know, and I, I don't want to go too much into this, but I watched about three hours of Bret Hart interviews the other day. It's sad. I think that's why I'm having mental depression right now the last few days. Holy shit. He is sad. <laughs> gotta stop, man. He acts like he's not, but he is sad. I saw him crying his eyes out from an interview like two years ago about everything that happened in his life and his wrestling career. I'm being that serious. And I wasn't I didn't know we were gonna go here. I don't mind talking about this. This is just this is a long form episode. Uh yeah, Bret Hart, man. You you feel for that guy. Holy shit. Did always was the best company guy you ever had in your life. Stand-up guy, always spoke the truth. But because Shawn Michaels, who was a complete piece of shit, he was a piece of shit. He used to be a piece of shit. I was a piece of shit, though. Used to be. I said was. Anyway, um, so Bret Hart, then they don't do anything. We know what happened from there. W. Eric Bischoff had a mental breakdown, took his ball and went home for a couple couple months. They brought in Vince Russo. He's an embarrassment. Eric Bischoff comes back. He's a bigger embarrassment. And then WCW goes out of business. We know what happened. Again, Eric Bischoff, please tell us more. Um... Please tell Tony Khan more how to run his company. Go ahead, do it more. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of that. Just it's just it's really sad, and you can tell he's still really upset because he felt he had a lot, many, many more years to give, and um, something that he loved more than anything was taken from. And when you look at the history books and you listen to WWE, particularly. Shawn Michaels, oh, he's changed. All you hear about is how good of a guy he is now and how much he's changed and how great of a... It's all you hear. And I granted, 
he is a much better human being now, but that doesn't take away the fact that if he was a better human being, a lot of people would lives would have been better. And I'm glad Jesus Christ forgave you because I sure as hell did. In fact, we have Shawn Michaels, a clip of when uh, he heard me call him a piece of shit. Brian just doesn't like me because I used to be a piece of shit. No, I used to be a piece of shit. I don't give a rat's ass. And you look stupid without long hair. How much more do you? How much more do you love FTR because they went and beat the crap out of the guy that attacked Bret Hart during the Hall of Fame speech? I, I love FTR anyway. Probably the greatest lucha wrestlers ever, which we're going to get into anyway. What's that? Next episode, we're going to do the our next episode. We're going to do the AEW Dynamite uh, review. What a show that was! But um, but yeah, what well, well, absolutely crazy. We're gonna when we come back, folks, we're gonna do our crown jewel picks. And impaler, anything else you want to stay on this historic announcement of AEW beating SmackDown in the ratings? Just want to confirm. Did you actually say what the uh, ratings were on this? Like in the beginning, I said them three times. Seven, three, ten. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, but uh, Taylor, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll actually put the graphic up one more time for the third time. Uh, AEW beat WWE three hundred twenty-eight thousand to four two hundred eighty-five thousand in the key eighteen to forty-nine demographic. Uh, one more thing I would like to point out before we get out of here uh, on this segment, we'll come back with the crown jewel picks, which I am three matches behind, and uh, this one is not a hard one to figure out. I think we're probably going to all have the same picks, I would assume. Probably maybe a mid-card match that we don't care about or know about, probably, whatever. That's how we lose. But I digress. Um, the one last thing I want to take away from this is that WWE, um, with SmackDown now, has proven that if they go to Fox, this is something that I'm piggybacking off of something that you said in Taylor. Yeah. If they make the excuse... Well, the only reason we fail is because you only had us on FS1. That's not something you want to say to Fox because it's like, well, no, because we are Fox. Yeah, we are big. We are the fourth largest or third largest network in the country, in the world. We are one of the biggest media empires in the world. Yes, but we didn't pay you because we're popular. We paid you because you're the WWE. You have a global monopoly and you guys are going to be awesome. SmackDown, WWE, and Fox did not see this coming. None of them saw this coming. And that, again, shows you how far Vince McMahon's head is up his own ass. And until he's fired or deceased, this is going to get really interesting. We'll be right back. Hi, Spots and Sheep Pops. We're talking Crown Jewel. I'm excited. We'll be right back. For one episode. Thank you so much for listening to Hi Spots and Cheap Pops. This is Silicon Steve Alley. Check out episode part two of this week in WWE where we drop our crown jewel predictions. And our next, very next episode, we're going to be talking about AEW and everything going on at Dynamite and what a week it was for AEW. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening to Hi Spots and Cheap Pops. Please like us on Spotify. Please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We love you guys. Thank you so very much. Onward and upward here into the